Coach Rick Butler, 18 years the head baseball coach at MCC, 10 years the uh, golf coach there, and now in the Hall of Fame of the Texas State uh, USBC and taking a little time off from a game this afternoon to be with us. Rick, I said that on the air earlier, and we really appreciate it. I, I don't want to interrupt your uh, your Hall of Fame bowling career, but thanks for being on with us. Well, thank you, John. It's my pleasure, and I needed a break today. It's not one of my better days. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you don't have many of those bad days, right? Thank you very much. You're very kind, John. <laughs> well, hey. The older you get, the uh, the little a little tougher it is. So uh, my bowling isn't what my, what actually got me in the Hall of Fame, but it sure helped. But uh, my service years, I think, uh, really helped me out there. Ah, oh, very nice. Well, congratulations on that. That that is a tremendous honor. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. I feel very honored to go into the Hall of Fame with several people from Waco. If you remember George George, yeah, uh, James Miller, uh, Tommy Miller, and there there are a lot of and Charlie Vestal. A lot of those guys are. are my idols in, in, in the sport of bowling. So uh, I'm very honored to be there with them. Hey, I, I don't know this. How, how'd you get started in bowling at that level? Have you always done that, or is that just something you picked up later in life? In my graduate year when I was assistant to Dutch at Dutch Raider at Baylor, I, I was having to teach uh, uh, beginning classes, so two of my classes were bowling. Huh. When, I went to, when I went to MCC, uh, two of my classes were bowling, and we had 60 students in each one of those classes. And so Charlie Vestal got me involved in bowling, and I was in a league after that, uh, and it just blossomed from there. I was a secretary. Uh, I was a member of the local association and then the state association, and uh, I was very fortunate to be elected president the last three years, and my term is all, all almost up, and I'm ready. So it's it's <laughs> Been been a long run in bowling, and I still enjoy it. Man, that is great. That is great. Well, that's a great part. I mean, you are a uh, you're a Renaissance man. I mean, you've done a lot of things and done them all very successfully. So uh, again, sorry to interrupt your game this afternoon, but we appreciate it. And I tell you, like I said on the phone, what what brought this to mind to me was uh, MCC baseball doing so well again in Grand Junction, Colorado. And uh, I remember uh, almost like it was yesterday, uh, you coaching a team to the national championship in 1983. What what a great season that was, and what a great team you had that uh, uh, that won it all in 1983. Yes, sir. Uh, we were very fortunate to have a lot of talented young men, and they made us coaches look real, real good, uh, especially that team. Uh, it was almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fout, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers and came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So um, those were some tough guys. And 58-7 uh, and seven records, nothing to scoff at. And they brought the prize home, and we're very proud of that team. 
man, 58-7. and seven. And you're right, the, the Jerry Fault uh, injury, the line drive, and, and say that again, it hit off his head, off his forehead, if I remember right, and bounced all the way into the stands from the pitching mound. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. It was a young man from Kansas. His name was Dwayne Wales. He was a very big young man, and he <laughs> ripped that thing. And we thought, you know, first my th- first thought is, please let him be alive. <laughs> yeah. And we got out there, and by the time we got out there, he was already shaking his head trying to, you know, get the cobwebs out. And the doctors were out there, and they said, we need to get him to the hospital. Um, we need to see what's up there. And our second baseman leans in and says, Doc, we know what's up there. There's absolutely nothing up there. <laughs> and, you know, so they're in a time of it could be very, very tense. This young man steps up and and, and it tries to loosen it. And he was back on the bench before our game was over. Uh, and so that's just one of those quirks that, you, you know, you just never expect. And, and you're grateful that he was uh, – Okay, and came back and pitched the next night. He 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 uh, pitched in the championship game, right? Yes, sir. I uh, I got a knock on my, my hotel room door at six a.m. the next morning, and he looked at me. and says, "Coach, I want the ball." Wow! And um, Lanny Hinks, who's the pitcher uh, they were supposed to start uh, the night after the game, Jerry got hit. We were eating, and he picked up uh, a a youngster of, uh, well, Dub Kilgo's uh, daughter, and he got a catch in his ribs. He had broken two ribs in batting practice before our first game uh, when a guy pulled the ball down the line, and he was hitting balls to the outfielders. They didn't have enough pitching screens at that time, and he took one there, but he still came back and pitched two games and won, but he couldn't pitch the championship game, and Jerry was ready. Good grief. You were a mass unit. I mean, you were really banged <laughs> up, weren't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but that's that's like uh, at, at those those times, those guys, they didn't want to be taken out of a game. They'd do anything to stay in the game. Uh, and that's just the personality that they had. And I'm very, we're all very proud of them. What do you remember uh, going into that season, you know, that ended with the national championships? This was 1983 and a 58-7 and record, which is remarkable. Do, do you remember uh, having high hopes for that team as, uh, back when the season started? Well, it goes back to the year before. We finished a disappointing third, uh, getting 10-run getting rule by middle Georgia in 82. And when we got to the airport in Denver, uh, all of the freshmen met in a room with me and Dub, and one of the things they said is, is coaches will do anything it takes to, to win this thing next year. And it was that, that June, I think it was June 5th, that, that that happened. And when they came back the next year, it was, you know, I'm going to say it was 105 degrees when we started in the fall, but they were dedicated. They came back in shape. And um, they were ready to go. And uh, they took the freshmen under their wings and guided them, told them that as tough as practice is worth, it would all be worth it when we got to Grand Junction, and it certainly was. Man, Jay Buner was on that team. David Wierzynski was on that team. Name, name some other guys that were uh, keys to that national championship. Well, we had uh, Dodd Johnson at first. He went on and played for U- uh, UT. 
Um, see, our second baseman was Mike Qualls. He went to Alabama. Shortstop, of course, was Greg Dennis, an All-American there uh, for us uh, that year. Went to Florida State and then came back and played for Baylor. It right, was all right. Southwest Conference that year. Uh, the third baseman was Julian Gonzalez. Uh, he was from a university. And then Wozinski in left uh, and uh, Buner in center and a guy named David Turner, from, yeah. also from Chattanooga, Tennessee, who was the MVP of the tournament in right. And then our littlest guy on the team was uh, uh, Spear, Chris Spear behind the plate. Hmm. And all our pitchers knew that there wasn't going to get any, any balls past him, you know, throw a curveball and he'd block it. So he was not the euchre catcher. He, he did meet many people at the backstop. So, um, and then of course, Lanny Hanks was twenty-one and one. Uh, Jerry Fault was like fifteen and two, and we had several other pitchers that contributed well. And that's that's quite a, a lot of talent right there. Man, absolutely. Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. Rick, how difficult was it for you all that first year for, to find fields to play on when you didn't have a home field of your own? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, we, we practiced at Edna Street Park, which was up about two miles from campus. It was a softball facility. And they let us, uh, as long as we maintain it on a daily basis, we could practice there. And then I just had to beg, borrow, and steal for other places to play. We played at Baylor. We played at La Vegas Field. And we played at Veterans Field. And then in 73, uh, Wilbur Ball said, we're going to build a baseball field. And he, he let me design it. And it was built the way I wanted it. And uh, the, the basic structure is still there. There's been a lot of improvements since that time. But, uh, yeah, that, we've come a long way since uh, 1970. When you look at that and you look at the growth of this program, is that what you envisioned when this thing really got unfolded? You know, I, I, I was more year to year. Um, I never really had envisioned that we might get to the World Series. Um, you know, that, of course, that's the goal. And we tried to get better every year. And there were some years we ran in, a couple of tough years along the line. But we started getting some talent. Uh, in uh, 1977, uh, I was blessed to hire, uh, be able to hire Doug Kilgo as an assistant. And uh, I give him a lot of credit with, with our success because between us, uh, uh, it was pretty tough to play for for us. And the players were were. Their comment was the practices were so hard, the games were easy uh, because we prepared them for whatever might happen. And uh, whatever happened, they were ready and they were prepared mentally. They were prepared physically, and that's why we were able to progress with uh, four four World Series teams in a row, 80, 81, 82, and 83. So the envision is always to get better all the time. And uh, and it's my mantra in, in, in bowling and my mantra in coaching. When you walk off the field every day or whatever it is your job, if you have the feeling that you did the very best you could that day and you had the feeling that all of your teammates or coworkers did the very best they could that day to get better, then you can walk off with your head high. And that's what makes improvement on a daily basis even better from day to day and year to year. 
Well, you've proven that through the years with uh, so much success in every sport. And and I remember you and Dub, man, y'all were a great team, great coaching duo there at MCC. You guys, uh, I mean, you guys really had it going during your time there. Yes, sir. Uh, very fortunate. Uh, you know, Dub had quizzed me on some things. Can we do this? And I'd say, sure. And then we'd do some other things. You know, the joke between us was, in the nine years we were together, I don't think we ever had a disagreement, and our wives never could say that. <laughs> that's very good. That is, that's, yeah. That I was going to say that's the way I remember it, but I don't know how it was at home with you guys. But <laughs> you were really were a great uh, tandem coaching there. What What do you think about uh, this year's MCC team? And and they're doing so well again there in Grand Junction. You know, it, I, I've gone out and watched practices. I go out and watch games all the time, and and uh, I like what Mitch does. Uh, at the start of this year, I was a little bit worried because, well, with, with COVID, just getting over that, and then the ice storms and uh, not being able to practice consistently. Uh, I was a little concerned about what how they were going to gel, but pitchers started gelling well, and then all of a sudden those guys started swinging the bats. And that's right now. That's what they're doing. They're you know getting good pitching and and good hitting. So uh, it's a typical Mitch Mitch Thompson team, and I'm very pr- impressed with them. And uh, playing really well again late in the year and right into World Series uh, play or or through the regional. And uh, this is one when when you want to be playing your best, right? You want to be playing your best that's, ball right now. Exactly, and that was what we talked about for years. You know. Whatever you do during the year, you got to get better, better every day. But right at the end, you got to really step it up a notch. And I mean, what are they on an 18-game winning streak right now? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, unfortunately, they can't get to our 24 straight game winning streak. But maybe <laughs> next year they'll they'll surpass that. I hope. Yeah, spread over a couple of years, that would be great. Yeah. What what about uh, so it's been what thirty eight years now since you won the World Series there as the head coach at MCC? Uh, how, how often or how many times have y'all been able to get together and stay in touch through the years? Let's see, we did a, a five year, a ten year, twenty year, and in thirty years, thirty years uh, we had a reunion at uh, the old Ranger Ballpark, and we got a suite and. I think we had uh, 16 of the 20, 21 guys uh, on the team that came back, and and it was a memorable night, you know. To, and, and that's what makes me so proud. These guys have gone on and been, uh, you know, stalwarts in their community. Like Greg Dennis is a coach at Chattanooga State. You, you know what David Rosinski's done at Riker, MCC, and Robinson. Uh, you know, all those guys uh, – you know they're they're men with families and they're, and they're successful and that's what I'm I'm most proud of and that uh, you know unfortunately we've lost two or three of those guys and uh, you know that's that makes it a little sad but yeah those guys are all stalwarts in their community and and great family people. Wow, that's cool. I don't know. I don't remember this. Uh, what what happened the next year? How, how was 1984 for you? Uh, it was a tough year because uh, the sophomores that came back, uh, uh, we couldn't – I think they thought they were going to throw their gloves on the field and win. Mm-hmm. And they didn't take the freshmen like they had been led the year before. Now, 
we were very successful. We had a, a good year, and we got in the last game in Abilene against San Jacinto, lost the first game, and then lost the uh, the next game um, with a home run, double home run in the bottom of the ninth. And that wow. was San Jack's first trip to the World Series. So wow. um, that it was a memorable year, still successful in wins and losses, but uh, uh, we could have done more to, to maybe gone back for a fifth year in a row. And, and you mentioned San Jack, and that's the team uh, MCC won over last night, knocked them off. That has to bring back a lot of memories. MCC, San Jack, uh, you, Wayne Graham. Uh, man, there was some, some battles royale uh, during your time there. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, he had a certain personality, Wayne did, that uh, made made it difficult for some of my players to understand because he would ridicule us through his players, and we we tried not to do that. But I mean, there there was a lot of baseball talent on the field when those two teams got together, and, and it, I guess it was it was tough even. Even back uh, in the 70s when Dub played at San Jack, there wasn't any love lost between McClendon and San Jack oh, way yeah. back then. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, I guess maybe one instance might have made it even a little bit more uh, <laughs> uh, noteworthy. Right. You know, those two teams are are battling it out. They, they will battle it out every year. Uh, but... Uh, Wayne had a personality. I had a personality, and they didn't uh, uh, didn't didn't gel. They kind of conflicting, and but it just made it more interesting for uh, fans to watch uh, good college baseball. Oh man, those were some memorable, memorable uh, games between those teams. Well, I really appreciate you being on with us today, and uh, I really appreciate you changing your bowling schedule to be on with us, but it's great to talk to you (laughs) and great to walk down memory lane to think about that 1983 national championship for MCC baseball, and uh, we hope they bring home a championship trophy here in a week or so. I agree. Maybe two more nights we'll know. Yeah, absolutely. Rick, thanks. Appreciate the visit. John, always. My yes, pleasure. Sir. Yes, sir. We'll see you Bye-bye. again soon. Rick Butler, uh, 18 years as the head coach of McLennan Baseball, 